raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Thank you, Producer Jack. Make my no wish Most people dream of sugar plums or this time of year. Ethan dreams of Mariah Carey. Well, I'm not the one dreaming of Mariah Carey. They're all, I don't even like this song. The whole reason I wanted to include this is because while our country is collapsing, while we're surrounded with social decay, with bureaucratic decay, with all kinds of decay, the president, of course, he's just having a good old time for Christmas because he's gallivanting about with celebrities like Mariah Carey. Of course, this was uh, posted to the White House uh, social media feed on Twitter. Hello, Mariah. How are you? Hello, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I just want you to know. Oh, we love it. See, he's the one dreaming of Mariah. Blame it on Joe. He likes sniffing hair. Creepy Joe. Don't want a lot for Christmas. But this whole place sucks. That's right, it sucks. We got more important things going on, Mr. President. Now, if I was president, that's the sort of thing I would want to do. I like all the pomp and circumstance and ribbon cuttings. And- sure, sure, that's fine. You got to take care of the basics first. Yeah. When the country is collapsing, you got to take care of that first. Got to take care of the border first. When you got 10,000 people crossing the border a day, when inflation is still having ravenous effects on the economy, and I don't care what the administration says, well, oh, no, it's, it's, it's come down significantly. That doesn't mean it's better. We've still felt the, the force of all the inflation that came before it that didn't go away it didn't reverse the trend it's just getting bigger at a slower rate yeah oh ethan you don't know anything about running government come on government's all about enriching your friends and yourself Uh. (laughs) (laughs) i don't even believe that but i wanted to see ethan's response and i got exactly the response i wanted which was he was he was speechless. Gobsmacked, I believe is the term. <laughs> I mean, there's... So, where were ahead. we? <laughs> right. There, well, there's the, the incompetence of the administration. Oh, yes. There's so much to criticize, including... Now, this this was a this was a soundbite that really made me laugh. White House spokesman John per, uh, Kirby talking about um, the, the leadership of the White House on foreign policy. So I thought we would play a game after we play this clip, of what principles and values does Biden lead with? So let's play the clip first. Kirby! Not better in dreamland! Kirby! Not better in dreamland! leads on foreign policy issues from a, a, a place of principles and values. Uh, that's the core of every foreign policy approach he takes. Oh, wait, you're serious. Let me laugh even harder. (laughs) A 
place of principles and values, who's, he said. So are you ready, Brad? Hello. Do you want to play a game? You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. What principles and values does Joe Biden lead foreign policy with? Cowardice. I can think of one. There, there's a principle. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Lead with man. Right. See this. That, there's the problem. There's the you're, problem. You're immediately running it's, it's into a problem lack, with this game. It's the lack of leadership. So he's barely a there, presence in foreign policy. And right. to the extent that he is, let's not forget, Joe Biden was the one who verbatim invited the attack against Ukraine. Do you remember that? No. Oh, wait. There was there was something. Uh-huh. I know that we we turned I, our back when when Russia first took a little bit of Ukraine. We're like, oh, it's just a little piece. You can have it. Well, there that was under the, the uh, uh, Obama the, administration, right? Right. Um, I might be able to find the clip because I know I saved it um, at one point. But it was Joe Biden who's at a press conference. This was before the attack happened, and people were concerned about Russia because right, Russia was massing troops at the border. Russia was amassing troops, and he said, "Well, what's the United States?" going to do about this he was asked at a press conference will they intervene militarily and joe biden said oh if a minor incursion were to occur we we won't respond with the military and then putin invaded yes and the press called him on that at the time and said did you just give permission to russia to invade and he said oh whoops it did sound like that didn't it let's see if i can find minor incursion i know i saved this audio <laughs> well, i know i saved it Brad. that's all right that's all right it but yes now now that you've refreshed my memory that's exactly what happened and thank you for giving us the the historical reference on that i have it i have it here okay russia here. will be held accountable if it invades and it depends on what it does it's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do etc whoops oh so it's like well we're not well ethan if i only hit you softly you will not respond and he gave permission for russia to invade so if you want to talk about leadership principles and values so we have uh, a cowardice because he's got no action there, uh, 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 lack of planning, lack of oversight, uh, absent-mindedness. There we go. There's another. There's another principle he leads with. You're, when you're inviting a foreign attack, pretty absent-minded. But this isn't leadership that inspires confidence, Brad. I'm- no, it's not. I mean, he should have stood up and just said, "No, we believe in the the sovereignty of all nations of the world." And yeah, we're. Which and Ukraine has always been an interesting, interesting one because they were never considered an ally until this invasion. I mean, in fact, heck, we had two different candidates running for Congress here that have told us how bad communist Ukraine was and how just absolutely, you know, out of out of bounds it was, and At effectively one- that they were they were allies with Russia. But now all of a sudden, Russia decides to take it over and. It's on us to defend them. Um, I go back and forth on this. At one point, were they uh, supporters of Saddam? Saddam Hussein? I believe they were. I mean, yeah, Ukraine has never been an ally of ours until they needed weapons. And even then, we couldn't directly give them our weapons. We had to find Soviet-era weapons or Russian weapons that happened to be in other Eastern Bloc countries or in Poland. And then say, all right, Poland, we're going to give you U.S. weapons. And then we need you to give your 
your Russian weapons to Ukraine. So it's not money laundering. It's arms laundering. It's, it's something. And Musical it, chairs with somehow, firearms. Somehow, yeah, we, we didn't want U.S. made weapons fighting with the Russians, so we had to find other weapons that weren't ours. It was, it, it, again, it makes my head hurt. Okay, wait a minute. So we'll give American weapons to the Taliban and leave that behind, but we're sticking Ukraine with second-rate communist junk? Yes. Now, to some degree, it's like, all right, if we're going to have a bunch of surplus weapons that were about to be replaced with new modern stuff anyhow, sure, we can put it down at Crazy Ethan's used weapons yard on East Washington Street and... And yeah, we'll let Ukraine come and shop. We got great deals, volume discount. In fact, uh, what what was that name? Uh, Vlad, uh, Victor Victor Boot. Who's Vic- uh, the uh, Lord of War? Okay. International arms dealer. Remember okay. the guy that we trained the basketball. Uh, oh, that's right. For, the, yes. the basketball lesbian. Yes, that's for the exactly right. Arms yes. Dealer. So yes, exactly. We need to bring him out of retirement. Say, Victor, come on, you're working for our side now. Let's let's arms. Let's, yeah, well, uh, we gotta get some arms to here. some people yeah, here, but we, we don't want them to know they actually came from us. That's the beautiful part about the military industrial complex. There's just so much. We, we would like a gift receipt for these weapons, please. right? There's so much to spread around. That's the complex part of the the military yes. industrial complex. This show's dumb. Thanks for listening. To- <laughs> it is, yeah. We need the, the Tony Cat sounder. This show's dumb. Thanks for listening to 93 WIBC. Ethan Hatcher, Brad Klopfenstein. Together, we're filling in on the Kendall and Casey show. We've got a lot more content to come. Let's Wait, see am I Kendall or Casey? Uh, you're the pretty one, so you got to be Casey. Okay. Yeah, I, am, I am the uh, disheveled, scruffy... Um, rambunctious loudmouth so i guess i'm playing rob okay i'm I'm good with that (laughs) (laughs) um coming up in the next segment this was a story that you sent my way i guess fort wayne is finally considering an amazing expansion of individual liberty i i just didn't see this coming now you know we'll see what happens in fort wayne but Potentially, this could be exciting, especially for a brewmaster like yourself. Exactly. Go Fort Wayne. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Hinty hint. Thanks for listening to 93 WIBC. Stay tuned because we'll give you more details up next. I love that stager. I've really enjoyed my time with WIBC. I would like to tell management that that was all Ethan Hatcher putting that teaser out there and the the views. Actually, I think that was Kev. Was that Kev? I think Kev put that together. Oh, really? That's producer Kev. Yeah, no, I, okay, I, no, I don't I, create the stage for this show. I've seen that before. I, I didn't think you could actually broadcast it. The rest, <laughs> the, rest of the, the rest of the show, the sound is put together by yours truly. But no, I'm pretty sure that was Kev. All right, Kev. Yeah. Sorry, you're the fall guy. You're not here. <laughs> You haven't heard that stager before? That's one of my favorite liners that they use. I, I've, a lot of personality. I've heard one. it. I don't think I've heard it broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Kendall and Casey show, now featuring 50% less Casey, 
50% less Kendall, and 100% of a different team. I'm Ethan Hatcher. That's Brad Klopfenstein. And Brad, you've got some good news to tell me. Yeah, Share well, first, I was told that the there story. would be no math. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're talking percentages and fractions. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I can do fractions. Uh, so, yes. So, get this, Ethan. Fort Wayne is considering... Just considering, oh, I don't know what. I, I don't know how much there is to consider allowing people to consume alcoholic beverages while walking around. Now, mind you, Indianapolis Incredible. already allows this. So, in fact, Indiana state law does not specifically say anything about it. So, so right. So, does this imply that it's currently like? Is it a law that you can't? Because it, if they have to make a law that says that you can, why would they if if it wasn't already it, something you couldn't do? Ethan, don't make me tell you the law. It's an open container law. It means you got to have one. <laughs> no. So Fort Wayne currently prohibits the act of walking around with a cocktail. So they are considering uh, opening why? it up so that you can then walk around the downtown area with an alcoholic beverage in your hand, just like you can in Indianapolis. It's funny. when. So I told you I ran a licensed beverage association years ago. And when the Super Bowl was coming to town, I looked and I asked some people, some attorneys with the city of Indianapolis, I'm like, is it illegal to walk around downtown with an open container? And they're like, we don't have a prohibition on it. And I talked with the excise police and they go, As, you know, with, uh, if there's a local ordinance, you can't do it. But otherwise, the state of Indiana doesn't prohibit it. And I kept telling bar owners downtown, I'm like, seriously, you can sell drinks to go and people can walk around on the sidewalks. So everybody's like, no, 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 you can't do that. It's illegal. There's an open container law. I'm like, no, occasionally there's one of those in a college town or police will tell you that. And I even had police tell me that when I was younger. I'm like, there's no law. Like, yes, there is. I'm like, all right, I don't want to fight with you. However, so fast forward, Fort Wayne is considering getting rid of their open container law so that you could walk around. And as somebody that owns a beer, Alps Brow Beer is a brand that I own. It is brewed by Two Toms Brewing Company up in Fort Wayne. I am excited by this. Now, as I understand it, it's not unlimited freedom to walk around. It's just a, a little teeny tiny district that you they're can walk around. creating an area. District. Yeah, I don't know why they're going to create a little tiny district. <sighs> I mean, it's, it's not a problem. It, and frankly, it is illegal to be drunk in public. So it's it, you're basically giving two different laws that accomplish the same goal. In this case, yes, there is nothing wrong with allowing somebody to walk around with a beer downtown while there's events going on. I'm, I'm what glad happens that if Wayne's they cross the line? What happens if you're carrying around you know, a little pint of beer and then you cross the border? How do they do border enforcement in Fort Wayne <laughs> with they're, beverages? They're going to build a beer a beer, a beer wall, wall of empty cans. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. In fact, I will I will pledge to uh, to build offer free wall. empty Alpsbrow cans to put to do as a line of demarcation of it needs to be inside of this area. Uh, well, you know, look, I hope they pass it because I'm all for expanding individual liberty and your ability to live life unencumbered and uninhibited by government intrusion and their ability to fine you like the bastard road pirates they are. Ethan, what? Oh, come on, you can't trust the public. If we just let them do whatever they wanted, it would be chaos. Right, yeah, no. Imagine um, letting people live their lives in peace. <laughs> yeah. No, imagine it. Please do. Ima I, imagine. I, exactly, I'd like yes, to. All, all you great. listeners, I'm being facetious when I say that. People are perfectly capable of policing themselves, and adults can consume adult products like alcohol and be responsible. They do it every day. Yeah, right. And if you become intoxicated, that's already something that's handled by the law. It like is, if you're, yes. If it's illegal to be intoxicated in public. We'll if, just let that law stand, and we'll be good. If, if you're if you're making a nuisance, we are gonna, got laws on the books to handle that situation. Yeah, so good job, Fort Wayne. Keep up the good work. You need to pass.
past this. If I hear now two weeks from now that you considered it and denied it, I will be upset. Thanks for listening to 93 WIBC. Now, of course, we also we'd not be able to have a show without a little gaslighting from the administration. Now, while Joe Biden is having celebrities like Mariah Carey come to the White House, what he's not doing is addressing the enormous inflation crisis. But why would he when you have Corrine Jean-Pierre? Oh, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Who's telling us that the the crisis is solved, problem solved. um, Inflation fell to the lowest level in three years. That's important. There we go. Uh, Consumer confidence is at the the highest level since since July and the second highest level in two years. And so we're glad to see that Americans are feeling more confident about the economy. You have to get out of denial. I've had failure in my life. But one thing I'm not in is denial. You're in denial. I'm not in denial. Without a doubt, she's in denial. There's so many things wrong, and yet everybody's in denial. Stop being in denial! I don't know about you, Brad, but when I go to the the grocery store... I still feel inflation. Ethan, uh, please allow Uncle Brad to give a a recent history lesson on how we got to this point. Please do, Mr. Chamber In 2000 and 2001, so there were two presidential administrations that are responsible for this. We effectively increased the amount of money in circulation by 25%. Now, we did not increase our GDP by 25%, so we fictitiously just printed money and gave it to people to generally not do anything or sometimes to keep their businesses open. Was that the pandemic spending? That was the pandemic spending. So in pandemic spending, we increased the monetary supply by 25%. So ask any economist and they will say, if you increase it by 25%, by definition, you will have about 25% inflation because the cost of goods and services will adjust to fill that void. Wasn't it 25% of yes. all the dollars ever printed? All, 25% of all the dollars all the, ever right. printed were printed for pandemic spending. So the, the entire history of the United States, the a entire, quarter of it. A quarter of it. Dear God. I know. And, and, and people wonder why inflation is out of control, or they don't, because they're being gaslit by the administration and told everything is hunky-dory. Right. It's all so, so yeah, so f- inflation is finally shrinking down because the economy and the prices have finally gone up about that 25%. So now uh, it's amazing. The free market actually works. All these the supply and demand economy has you know everything you learn in college economics is proving to be true there's also some mixed messaging going on because on the one here uh, on the one hand oh, oh, oh is saying that everything is fine and inflation is solved on the other hand she's saying it's going to take a while a what a while Brian a while um to for you to feel the effects of their economic policy. You started talking about um, accomplishments from this last year. Uh, You talked about the economy. But in our latest ABC News poll back in November, by a 10-point margin, Americans still said that they would trust Republicans on the economy more. So what is your message to Americans who just think what you've done on the economy is not enough? Look, we understand what Americans have gone through. We do. Uh, They went through, and you've heard me say this many times before, and my other colleagues, uh, coming out of the pandemic was a tough time, a difficult time for so many Americans. And we understand it's going to take some time for them to feel the accomplishments and what we've been able to do in the last three years. Look what you've done to my babies! They're marigolds! I think she's right. They are marigolds. I may not know my flowers, but I know a bitch when I see one. It's just oh. going to take a while for you to feel the effects of this. Right. So, so, yeah, yeah. so the impact of this also means that grandpa and grandma's um, savings has now been devalued by 25%. 
Yeah. Well, so. retirement's going to be a nightmare. Let's not get into retirement because grandpa, grandma and grandpa, as they are, are already having problems. But imagine people like myself when Social Security is probably going to be bankrupt attempting to retire. Yes. Well, and, it, and millennials and Gen Z is even worse. Like as far as retirement savings, we're all just spending it on, on the main. And not all of that is their fault. Not all of it is just pure frivolity and blowing it on entertainment and expensive electronics and vacations and fancy meals. Some Sometimes just blowing it on the grocery store and getting regular meals and ramen. Yes. Because of inflation. But ramen has gone up 25%, I bet, also. If you uh, Yes, actually, if, actually it has. Um in some cases more than uh 35%, because I, I was just there, pondering this myself. In the not so distant past of I swear I was getting this as as recently as like 2018, 2019, you go to the grocery store um, and just a rice aroni, you know, the San Francisco treat, just a buck for a package of rice, which tracks it should be. Now it's a buck 38 in some places. It's, you know, a buck 40, 40% increase on some freaking rice and seasoning packets. That shows you the cost of inflation. I'm going to anoint you with a new title. You are now WIBC ramen and rice expert, Ethan Hatcher. <laughs> I like my Asian food. I, I can't help it. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's why you should go to Bodhi Thai Bistro. Fantastic Asian restaurant. Now, I, I, while while we're chilling for Asian restaurants, uh, Mori Sushi on College and uh, Bento Cafe up in Fishers, also phenomenal, phenomenal sushi. Sales Japanese department, hopefully you're listening. Call on all these people and say, hey, you just got a freebie on WIBC. I could use some sponsorship, too, if you mm -hmm. want some more regular appearances from your Saturday night on the circle host. I am willing to sell out my principles for personal enrichment and fame. I love it. That's that is very entrepreneurial <laughs> of you, Ethan. It's the American way. <laughs> Thanks for listening to 93 WIBC. Ethan Hatcher and Brad Klopfenstein filling in. But we have more important things to cover we because do. this is 93 WIBC and we have news coming. Raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Up next. Doctor, doctor, you gotta help me, yeah. I guess. Welcome back to Kendall and Casey show. It's 1032 in Indianapolis. I'm Ethan Hatcher. That's Brad Kloppenstein. Hello, Ethan. Good dog, pop, pop. Guten dog, clap, clap. Ach, du lieber Oh, boy. And we're having fun on the radio this morning with great time. producer Jack beep, 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 pushing the buttons and doing the things to make the show function. This segment wanted to tip your awareness of a potential, another potential sex scandal in the Congress. Because it's not enough. We got Aiden Zaropsky running around, uh, you know, 
packing fudge with his buddies over there in the Senate hearing chamber. Um, we also have staffers for Representative uh, Dan Newhouse of Washington, which have been treating their body like an amusement park and filming the act in the offices of Congress. This place is disgusting and sticky, and I'm starting to think, like Lewis once, Black once talked about with a hotel, you know people are diddling around everywhere. It's just you don't know where they're doing it in the Congress. That's why they have the hand sanitizer. It's all just sticky and gross. Don't shine a black light in Congress. It's going to be... Ugh. So what you're saying is we need to give a raise to the housekeeping staff Indeed. in Congress. They put up with a lot, apparently. Apparently, my goodness... This is not the place to do it, gentlemen. It's what the bedroom is for, let alone filming yourselves. Now, uh, no, the reason why we didn't find out about this particular scandal is because they weren't able to identify which staffer it was. They, they There was enough identity concealment. They knew what office it came from, thanks to the distinguishing factors of the furniture and the house seal and congressional little bits and bobs, including a, like a congressional mouse pad, I guess, that was in, in the shot of this uh, amusement park. <laughs> now, exhibition. <laughs> all right, now, Ethan, hang on. Let me frame this. You you had said in a break earlier when when we were off air that yeah. uh, one of the chicks from Mad Men is kind of your cup of tea. You, you, that is your cup of tea. Yeah. So let's yeah. say you're in a congressional office. She is there with you. You're alone, and she says, "Ethan, let's have at it." Oh no, I'm not taking the bait. I'm absolutely not taking that in Congress. No. No, 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 no. You got to be smarter than that. And I'm glad that you pre presented this scenario because apparently that exact scenario happens all the time. And that's how congressmen are getting blackmailed. This is according to a revelation offered by uh, Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett, who says that exactly that kind of hanky panky is going on. And then they extort you with blackmail and sex tapes. And that's why you got all this monkey business in Congress, a theory offered by Tim Burchett. You mentioned recently in an interview that there may be some members of Congress who are personally compromised by this oh. and they don't want the truth to get out. Can you expound on that? Yeah, 100%. You got powerful people and they write the big checks. Well, let's be honest, in powerful people in this country, they write the big checks. And they, you know, they're the ones out on the tarmac when the president comes and visits and, and whichever party they're in, they always either out on the tarmac or in the private room. They're the ones that write the big checks. They don't care who's in, they hate this country, they hate what we're about, but they love their portfolios and they love their money more than they do anything else. And they protect it and they protect the people that, that do that. And by doing so, you know, the old honeypot, the Russians do that. And I'm sure members of Congress have been caught up. Why in the world would, would good conservatives vote for crazy stuff like what we've been seeing out of Congress? It's that works. You're visiting, you're out of the country or out of town or you're in a motel or bar at, in D.C. and some whatever you're you're into women or men or whatever comes up and they're very attractive and they're laughing at your jokes and and they and you're buying them a drink next thing you know you're in the motel room with them naked and next thing you know you know you're about to make a key vote and what happens some well-dressed person comes up and whispers in your ear hey man there's tapes out on you were you in a motel room on whatever with whoever and then you're like uh-oh he said you really ought not to be voting for this thing. I mean, you know, what do they do? It's human nature. And, um, you know, no man or no woman actually is an island. And they know what to get at. You know, if it's women, drugs, booze, it'll find you in D.C. and in most elected offices. 
And that's what people of power and influence do. And it's just, you know, I've been in this game my whole life. I spent 16 years in the state legislature in Tennessee and eight years as county mayor. And now I'm in my fifth year of Congress. But it, it's just, it, it, the stakes are higher, but the, but the game is still the same. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? So to answer your question in the most roundabout way possible, no, Brad, I'm not taking the bait. And I'll bet you're the kind of guy that recommended to uh, the troops in Vietnam, oh, yeah, if you're out in the jungle and you see a can of pineapple, go for that thing. Go grab that. (laughs) No, Ethan, I just have a couple thoughts on this. (laughs) First, you know, if, if you're an elected official and you're you're married or and your spouse is going to have an issue if you have an affair on them i highly recommend like don't having the affair don't if somebody's going to be upset if you have a fling with somebody else don't do the fling however what's this world coming coming to when you can't have a quickie in our seats of government <laughs> well in the physical seats of government well, again sure it's gross <laughs> gross <laughs> It's gross. <laughs> what do I have to wipe down the chair? <laughs> Why they're leather? Come Maybe on, Ethan. It's time clean. to go redress your government and then think about what might have happened up there. Redress the government redress. or undress the government? Well, be you could do either. Bo- you could do both. You could do apparently. both at the same time. And, and apparently, you got congressmen that are alleged to have been blackmailed by these sex tapes. So no, I, if I guess, I'm a congressman and some somebody you know Foxy comes swaying this way, pass. I sure. guess it's only a, it's only a scandal if somebody cares or if somebody finds out. Which in a world well, of- no, well, <laughs> it, inevitably they find out. But that's just it. If somebody finds out, nobody cares. It's not a scandal. There we go. Um, well, I mean, so you got a lot going on, and of course, Madison Cawthorn. You remember him, Representative? Um, he, he's unelected now. Okay, he, he lost his anyway. <laughs> he's but, dead to me. <laughs> but he was talking about similar things going on in Congress, being invited to like cocaine parties, you know, uh, with, probably with Hunter Biden, uh, being invited to congressional orgies. Talk about like some of the most unhappy, plain-looking people gathered together. I would not want to be part of that operation. No. Now, I have a lot of friends who have been in the legislature here in Indiana. They've been lobbyists. Apparently, the internet and cameras on phones has put the big kibosh on the parties that used to happen. Apparently, like back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, it was a wild place. If you were, They're yeah. probably passing around acid. Oh, there was that. Yeah, I mean, you'd go go to the Hyatt. There'd be hotel room parties. And I mean, and it was just kind of a free for all. But because of things like this, no more. Well, yeah, except for the odd uh, exception to the rule, like Hunter Biden, who seems to be partying it up just like it was the good old hippie days again. You know, he's he's got a litany of drugs on command, you know, and, and he's got quite quite a broad taste, too. You know, whether it's the crack or the meth or, you know, other psychedelics. Hunter, Hunter was never elected. Had, had his dad just stayed in the Senate, well, probably none of this would have ever come out or yep. ever been an issue. But it's because his dad became vice president. President and now president that it is a big issue it's because of the connections offered by right. dad which he continues to deny but let's circle back to what we were talking about just a little bit ago the house revealing or unsealing those 54 emails between the vice president of the united states his son and business associates at the exact same time he's getting board appointments to barisma an energy trader when he don't have 
have no expertise in energy production or trade. Hmm, says the average American yes, who is looking at this situation. That seems awfully suspect. Move along. There's nothing to see here. All right. Nothing to see here. Please disperse. Except there is. And because of Hunter Biden's arrogance, because of his flagrant uh, refusal to submit to congressional subpoena, he has now solidified an inquiry against his father, which is a hysterical twist of irony and a double dig at the knife. Like, dad is paying for his loyalty. And I, you know, I guess I understand a parent's desire to sacrifice, you know, even their own well being for that of their child. But this is just like, he's going on 60. He's getting ready to be a senior citizen and, and dad needed to be put in a home a while ago. This is not... <laughs> I think all parents want their, their kids to do well in life and to, to not have to struggle. I don't believe that Joe Biden actually benefited from any of this. I do fully believe that his son benefited yeah. from that connection. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, well... I'm sure it didn't help or hurt the Biden finances to be, you know, um, peripherally associated with these millions of dollar transactions. But that said, I do think that Joe Biden seems to be suffering more than he's benefiting from the arrangement of supporting his son. Like they're, they're, uh, all of the, the benefits seems to be going in one side of the relationship. Well, he hasn't, I, I, I mean, I know there's 10 percent to the big guy, but well, he know, hasn't had to give him an allowance now since he was in his teens, probably. But. That, that for some families, that's a step in the right direction. What is a hunt? What does a Hunter Biden allowance look like? Because I'm thinking like hookers and drugs. Here's your weekly crack bag, son. It, 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 it ends up being that. It's I don't know. I, I don't know if he had a trust fund or how that worked, but I, I'm sure that at some point there was parental support on Hunter until he was in his 20s or later. And then Late, finally, I'm going with like, later, Brad. I'm definitely going yeah, with later. But he's like, here, I'm going to hook you up with a job seems, seems in like, Ukraine so I don't have to deal with you anymore. And then he came back. Yeah, Hunter seems like a prime example of the failure to launch concept. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He, he lived a fun life. I hope he has a tell-all book someday. Ooh, yeah, that would be fascinating. Oh, my gosh. That might actually be a political insider book that I'd buy. Yeah. And it would, like, legitimately earn its place on the New York Times bestseller list as opposed to having staffers, you know, buy up copies to artificially inflate the sales numbers. There would be a movie? I could play Hunter Biden? Better looking than Hunter Biden. He's not a bad looking dude. I'm I'm saying that from a very. You're you're healthier than Hunter Biden, so I'm not sure that it would uh, translate. There's that. He needs somebody somebody wafy like uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's people in Hollywood who are better suited for this than me. However, I'm still offering my services. Well, yeah, I mean, because after all, selling out your principles for uh, enrichment is what we do here. Absolutely. (laughs) One of my best friends for years was a Bill Clinton impersonator, and people are like, how can you impersonate that guy? I can't stand him. My buddy's like, listen, I don't have to support him to enrich myself because of him. Well, right, and sometimes it just has to do with a vocal register. You know, I can actually do a pretty good uh, Barack Obama impersonation. Might, might have to try that out some uh, yep. work on it during the break i want to hear it thanks for listening to 93 raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor come to mcdonald's and treat yourself to the grandma mcflurry today Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. and participate in mcdonald's for a limited time life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. 
all hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. WIBC, we've got more content to come. Stay tuned. Silver bells, it's Christmas time in the city. Nice choice from producer Jack. Thanks for listening to 93 WIBC. This is the Kendall and Casey show with less Kendall and Casey and more Ethan Hatcher from Saturday night on the circle seven to nine each weekend on a Saturday night. And Brad Klopfenstein from um, uh, mornings with Mary, right? Uh, Mar- Mar- Married in the Morning Mar- is our podcast. I run the Greater Lawrence Chamber of Commerce as my day job, so this week I'm doubling up on those jobs. Don't forget a Brewmaster as well. I-, I also own a beer called Alpsbrow Beer. Now, Ethan, the other day I was driving through Brownsburg, Indiana, on my way to Pittsburgh, and I drove back through Brownsburg. Lovely community. I- yeah. Brownsburg doesn't get enough love on this show. I'm so <laughs> doesn't it though? I'm so glad that you mentioned that because we had some listeners who really missing the Brownsburg content from the Kendall and Casey show because you used to have a front row seat to the inner workings of uh, uh, Brownsburg City Council government. How many relieved people are there in Brownsburg that are like, oh my gosh, we finally get two weeks. Oh, oh no, no. If anything, it's worse because now he's showing up to the council every day. He doesn't yes. have to it, d- show up to radio. You any know? of the morning meetings, he is there. <laughs> just glaring at him from across the table. Yeah, I'm watching just, you. Just your absolute presence. Lord Travis. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I, I I wanted to let people know that we have not forgotten about Brownsburg, and uh, Brownsburg is a lovely community, and uh, it is a lovely community. I would say, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're getting close to Christmas. Uh, go spend your money first in Lawrence and at lovely Lawrence businesses, and whatever you have left, gazoon tight, and whatever you have left, you can then take to Brownsburg. Indeed, um, and now the population of Brownsburg may be growing. I'm not sure if you saw because many people are leaving left-wing states, and with plans like Governor Kathy Hochul has, uh, you know, studying, um, uh, studying uh, uh, reparations uh, there in the state of uh, New York, who could blame them? A step forward today in New York to right past wrongs. Governor Hochul signing a bill moments ago to create a reparations commission aimed at looking into the persistent and harmful legacy of slavery in this country. Eyewitness News reporter Anthony Carlo live on the Upper West Side with more. David, this is an American story. This is a New York story. Governor Hochul's words just moments ago, she says she wants to ensure the children of today right here in this state are not weighed down by the shackles of the past. And Governor Hochul signed that bill to a round of applause just a little while ago here at the New York Historical Society. It effectively creates a community commission to study potential reparations for black New Yorkers. The nine-member commission will study the effects of slavery on the here and now and make recommendations. These recommendations may include compensation. It's all 
about the money. It's all about the compensation. What do you mean the effects of slavery on today? You're you're taking money from people who never owned slaves and giving it to people who never were slaves and have no generational memory of it. We're more than a great grandparent away from this nonsense. It's been settled. And how do you go about making good when you, have, you start? Well, you have to implement some kind of racial purity test. Like, oh well, what amount of uh, African ancestry do you have in your blood, and will that you know be tied to your levels of compensation? How does that work? No wonder people are leaving nutcases like uh, Kathy Hochul's New York. Yeah, well, so we're talking about two different issues here. First, there there was a study that came out, and in fact, it might have, it was one of the movie companies was showing that they had there was an outflow from typically blue states and an inflow to typically red states. Well, what do just, you mean these are unrelated? I think these are intimately well, it, tied it, it, together. There's I a reason there for is, this. There is some some relation to this because you're right. I mean, now people are more mobile than ever. People can do their jobs from wherever. And, and they're choosing to do them from red states. Yes. Mm. Mm. So, Where they're not saying, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to take your money for reparations for slavery that happened more than 100 years ago. Yeah, so, that, so the state that they're leaving becomes bluer and... Unfortunately, the states they go to also become bluer. They're going to have so, less money for reparations. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, Abdul was in here earlier, and we discussed this topic just briefly. And, yeah, like you say, guy, I mean— I love Abdul. Yeah, uh, oh, exactly. And Abdul's like, okay, you know, pretty much— you know, now now that you can trace your ancestry, I mean, a large percentage of, popu- of the population has at least some percentage of African-American blood in them— well, are they eligible? What if you can prove that you don't have any ancestors that didn't that moved here until after 1900? Um, I want my two dollars, damn it! I want my two? I love that line <laughs> from uh, the movie Better Off Dead, is what Ethan is referencing. So I, you know, I understand maybe a little where they're coming from, but we've gotten to this point where I think the just the hard feelings that would be generated from this and just the absolute money grab that goes into it. Plus, it's basically our money that we would have to pay out anyhow. It is just too hard to implement. And I think all we can do and all we should do, and we should do this every day regardless, is just pledge to be better people and reach out to people you don't normally reach out to and say, how are you doing? Introduce yourself. Let's grab a coffee. I want to get to know you. And outside of high-minded liberal academic circles, this is a wildly unpopular policy. And I do think that there's some connection between people fleeing Democrat states and policies like this, a phenomenon which was observed by Fox News. U.S. Census data shows more New Yorkers are moving out than anywhere else in the entire country. The new U.S. Census Bureau report showing the Empire State lost more than 100,000 people between July this year and the last. One of eight states which saw their populations fall this year behind New York or other Democrat-run states, California, Illinois, and Pennsylvania. Meanwhile, two Republican-led states, Texas and Florida, saw the largest population growth, followed by North Carolina, Georgia, and South Carolina. Oh, no. What What happened? What ha- Oh, no. How terrible. That's just, that's just awful. How terrible. Oh, no. I hate to see population moving away from California and New York. Now, maybe if we can peel away some of their congressional representation to other states. <laughs> well, and that, that should be the natural progression of this. Uh-huh. It, uh-huh. They gotta, they've got to lose a lot. What do they got, like 50 gain. in California? <laughs> Some 49 or 50. It's a bunch. So, but I know, so my sister has a, a house out in Montana, and I know the one that 
you know what you see in the in Yellowstone. Montana's got like one. Yeah, they do. They, they yeah, they've got <laughs> two senators and I think one congressman. Yeah, just they one be, congressman. They might be. A, do they have two congressmen now? Well, Did they get an extra? Actually, I'm not sure that Montana's population has crested a million yet, so they, they probably still just have the one. However, of think, the, think about how uh, st- startling that is, because when you have uh, uh, migrants crossing the border at about ten thousand a day, that's about three hundred sixty or three million six hundred thousand per year. Um, so that's several times. State, entire state populations like Montana. Yes. So yeah, you can quickly start rearranging the board with population and representation and how you know every, the lines are drawn every ten years in the census. Yeah. So if you're a fan of the show Yellowstone, the, the people in Montana really liked it. They don't want people coming in because maybe, typically maybe. it's people coming in from blue states that want to change Montana. And Montana's like, we don't want to change. Don't California or Montana? That's exactly right. Now, do you like uh, Yellowstone? I've heard uh, nothing I, but good things. About I, it. I love that it. show. So it's it's been over a year now since the last new episode came out, and I think it's going to be another six months. But I'm looking forward to it. Extraordinarily well written. It's I mean the scenery is good. Every once in a while it'll go off on, t- on a tangent. My only complaint is they will go they will create some sort of a, a storyline and then never revisit it. They will take you down that path and then it, then it's never to be visited again. I still want to check it out though. Oh, it's, I've yeah, good absolutely do it. Thanks for listening to 93 WIBC Hour Three up next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba da ba ba ba. And participating McDonald's for a limited time.